This week on Erotic Awakening Podcast, Benevolent Sexism, Alpha Slave versus Other Slaves, and How to Find Out What Your S.O. Really Wants. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporter, Bold Pleasures. We enjoy creating and recording this podcast, and we hope you enjoy listening as well. When you become our patron, it gives us the chance to apply more energy towards creating. For as little as a dollar a month, you can not only support the podcast, but get access to special content. <laughs> no one's going to be our Patreon. <laughs> Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at the options. And regardless, thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. <laughs> right in the middle of the intro, I looked at our, our screen here because we're recording video recording as well, and I realized I'm not wearing a hat. Oh. And also, my arm looks particularly large. Look at this. Like we have this even... weird 3D effect going on over there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> because it is in. Well, I guess it's in 3D it of a sort. Yeah. Even though, do not put on your glasses at this time. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about benevolent sexism with D20 Dom. We are going to talk about your um, our anniversary, which just happened. And we're going to tell you the secret to find out what your SO really wants, significant other really wants. But first on, we have a question of the day, which goes like this. Wait. What? You didn't tell me hi. I said hi, Don, and you just blah, blah, blah. No, you didn't. I didn't hear you. This podcast fueled by Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. We need to podcast, oh and you've been up for four nights straight. That is, yeah, it's, it's been a long time. So, hi, Dan. <laughs> Don, how are you this fine day? Good. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, that's why you wanted <laughs> that's me to why do that. I, I get it in there. Which anniversary are we celebrating this time? Uh, we're celebrating this one, which is the collar that's got the rubbed out date on it. Mm -hmm. And it is our 18th collaring anniversary. So 18 years ago, I put a collar on your ass, mm -hmm. and you haven't got out yet. Well, it's not on my ass, but it's... Fairly spoken. <laughs> I haven't gotten out of it yet. No. <laughs> good. I think that's good. I think it's good too. So, um, question of the day. <laughs> oh, we're going to go jump right back. I'll jump right back. Okay. Into, yeah. So, Don, the question of the day. And I said when I saw this question of the day, we just did this question of the day, but you said no, no. No, because um, I just, yeah, I just finished transcribing that uh, question of the day for the, the uh, last of previous podcast. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. No sleep. And um, it was more poly and you said you wanted to answer it about power exchange mm -hmm. so i thought i would throw it on here since we forgot we were going to answer it about power exchange sure. so and this one goes um if you guys remember a couple of shows back someone was asking that if they're in a poly relationship and the primary poly the primary poly relationship ended whether it was somebody I don't know. Somebody moved on. Somebody got a different job. The the relationship just ended. Whatever. Does a, another poly partner like rise up and take their place, like a mm -hmm. job position, right. Right? right? And we talked about that. And then you said you actually wanted to talk about that in regards to power exchange. Mm -hmm. So let's say you've got multiple slaves or multiple people under your collar, mm -hmm. and the one that is seen as alpha or the primary one or however you want to label it, if you label it, and they leave for whatever reason. What happens to the other collared submissives or slaves? When we talk about polyamory, we talk about hierarchical situations in polyamory. We're a little gentler. We tap dance around a little bit because a lot of poly people, rightly so, sometimes don't like mm -hmm. the poly, don't like the hierarchy language. They think it can be detrimental to say, this is my primary partner. Therefore, you are my secondary partner. 
therefore perhaps you're you're less important. Um, when we talk about power exchange and we talk about the hierarchy of an alpha submissive or an alpha slave, um, there is no such conflict. I have an alpha slave. I have secondary slaves. I have slaves that are important and I have slaves that are less important. That's a reality. Dawn has been my slave for, according to this color right there, 18, 18 years. years. And she is my, not only is she uh, my primary slave because she takes care of me more so than anyone else, She's also alpha slave, which means that if somebody else joins the house, somebody else comes in, uh, not only are they subservient to me, they're not subservient to Dawn, but they are lesser than Dawn. And that's very clear language on that one. And I'm, and I'm confident saying that one. The role of alpha slave is not just the most important, and it's not to suggest they're the most important slave, it is they are the most experienced slave. And it means that other slaves that come in, so if I brought in a new submissive, mm -hmm. instead of, I would say, submissive, get me a sandwich, the submissive doesn't have to say, master, how should I get you a sandwich? They go to the alpha slave and they say, how do I do this service? And I expect you, alpha right. slave, to be the person that teaches them that. Exactly. And I've done this before. It was hard to adjust to, but I've done this before. Yeah. Yep. Um and we talk, and we've talked in other podcasts about why it's positive for you as mm -hmm. the slave that's already there when a new slave comes on. Right. So the point being to that is, Don doesn't have to move on for there to be a new alpha slave. Alpha slave is not not time in service. It is the most skillful slave in service. So if <laughs> somehow. I ended up, uh, let's tell uh, you not, because you can't, you may not be able to fuck with this one too much. Let's okay. say for some bizarre reason, Slave Kirk decided to come, go into service to me. Okay. Uh, slave Kirk's been around for longer than you are. International man, slave. Yeah. 20 years ago or something. I don't remember the date. Um, I might say, Woo, Slave Kirk, you've got, well, uh, lots of skills. Mm -hmm. And I am making you alpha slave. Okay. You say that okay. okay I, the because, look at your face. No, because I can. Okay. No, because I can think of a way to fuck with that. Yes, he's got a lot more experience. Yes, he's got a lot more time in, but he doesn't have more experience with you, mm -hmm. right? I would still have to teach him how to serve you. There's going to be a difference. Yes. So, but if he picks it all up, you could easily turn him into alpha slave. Mm -hmm. So, or you could turn him into alpha slave anyway. Knock me down a peg and. Right? I mean, you've got those options. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel well. right. I don't look well at all. No, but you know me very that well. Because that would really, really be hard. That was one of the things I was thinking about would be mm -hmm. for your growth, what a fantastic opportunity of growth for you would be if I knocked you down to beta or not a non-alpha slave. There's really no other title. There's alpha right. slave and there's everybody else. Right. Right? So what a great growth opportunity for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you saying you don't want that growth opportunity? I don't want that growth opportunity. Thank you. In reality land, you, I, I cannot imagine a scenario where somebody else becomes alpha slave, even a slave Kirk who, or the many other wonderful, accomplished, skillful slaves that are out there. But, but what if I left? What if something happened to me, whatever it is, right? And I wasn't there anymore. Would someone that is a beta slave or not alpha slave automatically move up into no. alpha? No. Only if there was a situation. Here, look. The real reason you have an alpha slave is because you have a slave. There. I have a visual. 
See, I have a slave. So if you're watching, you get to see yes. what he's doing. <laughs> My slave's a blue dry erase marker, apparently. I have a slave and things are going fine. And I have, and I decide I want a second slave. Mm -hmm. And the first slave goes, wow, what's my job now? Because it used to be my job to go get your peanut butter sandwich. And now you're letting new slave do that. Right. You say, all right, slave that already exists. My options are either one, suck it up, or B, you are now alpha slave. So your role is not to go get my peanut butter sandwich. It is to teach someone else how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so, that's pretty much what happened to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, slave gem came on board. It was how I took care of you. Mm -hmm. So it really doesn't. I don't need an alpha slave. I like taking care of my slaves. Mm. And that's why I would create an alpha slave. Okay. Uh, most of the time. Also, there's a level of laziness for having an alpha slave. Says, <laughs> I don't want to fucking teach you how to make me a peanut butter sandwich. Go ask somebody else. I mean, go ask my alpha slave. <laughs> lesser slave. Um, and there's also part of it. Again, there's a good... I can't say that Slave Jim, Slave Bat, or Collared Submissive Kaya, or anybody else that's been in my collar and that you are identified as Alpha Slave, mm -hmm. I can't say any of them ever felt less than or I hope not. unimportant. I know not. Okay. You know, they, I, they none of them felt unimportant. They okay. all felt like my impression, and I, we can we'll follow up with them and ask them. Or if they listen to the podcast, they'll find out. Um, they all felt the benefit of, oh, my God, not only do I have Master Dan, but I have Slave Dawn mm -hmm. as well. You know? So well, it's really a beneficial thing more got, than anything I, I would say they've got to feel like that because um, Slave Bat, even though she's not under your collar anymore, she just helped me and stayed up hours past her bedtime last night, coming in specifically to help me with a silent auction. Yep. Right. So and she's got things to do, but but she helped me with that. Um, Slave Jim still keeps in touch every now and then, sends mm -hmm. me pictures yeah. of the baby and yeah. has me do little rituals and, you know, and things like that. So it's it's kind of neat. What? But baby still looks nothing like me, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that is one slave you did not have a sexual relationship with. So That's no, true. that baby does not look like you. <laughs> not only did my vasectomy <laughs> fail, but the fact that I didn't put my penis in her also created a leap. <laughs> that was a leap. That was a leap. But yeah, but we're still friends. So I saw somebody the other day who said they're going to start a podcast that um, based on they sit around, they smoke a bunch of dope. And then they record a podcast. And I was thinking, what a stupid idea for a podcast. And here we are, pretty fucking silly. No, but I'm thinking, that would have rocked. 30 years ago, you're getting ready to hit 30 years clean. Yeah. But can you imagine 30 years ago, man, sitting, what would you guys, you guys didn't play D&D, &D, you played Fantasy Trip. Right, right. But can you imagine just playing Fantasy Trip and be, no, I don't want you to imagine. You've got 30 years clean. Actually, yeah, I can't imagine because what I found out is that um, there are occasions where I, who I do not drink at this point in my life, um, where I am around people that are drinking mm -hmm. and you're not as funny as you think you are. You're only funny man, because everybody else is drunk. But you think that you have the answers to everything. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so. I think we've gotten beyond the question of the day oh, yeah. and we've moved on to other things. What do you think though? Are you an alpha slave? Should you be one? Should we get rid of the entire power exchange hierarchy concept? Head over to our Facebook page. Erotic Awakening Podcast, all one word. And share your thoughts. Indeed. 
So we apparently just taught uh, three weeks out the polyamory toolkit, new mm -hmm. book that we released. Here's a yep. picture of it. Yeah, of course, if you're watching the video, you know they're <laughs> bluffing. It's out in the hallway. <laughs> um, one of the neat things, as we so yesterday we taught an intensive on the polyamory toolkit. We did. And as I've said, we have enough friends that when we release the book, we have enough friends that say, oh, that's a nice book. I enjoyed reading it. You know, mm -hmm. people are going to say that. Right. Nice pe People are nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday, we had two different people show up. Their partners already had a copy of the book. And their partners say, no, go buy your own copy. You can't have mine. Yeah. Because I want to us both to have a copy when we sit there and talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of those How neat little awesome indicators that? that says, wow, this really is a better That's an indicator that, so that, that we've, very we've nice. put some stuff in there that it helped us. Maybe it'll help other people. So, and And my thought is we've got this book. We've got this intensive. So if you want us in your town, talk to your people that can get us out there. Mm -hmm. We'd love to travel and present this in, in more places. Absolutely. So we have enough travel coming up. Though, I think We do have a lot of travel, so it may not be this year or it'd have to be at the end of this year. No, but, no, um, no. We have a month or two available. Do we? A month or two. So we did talk about our <laughs> anniversary. Uh, we did not mention the Erotic Awakening Instagram Follower of the day, X Chammer. Awesome. So find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening. We're not good with having them on there every day, but we do try to make a point to have some on there. Yep. I did just, oh, you know what? You have been doing really well with the Instagram for a I while. I was while I was making the floggers. So, and but, now we're not doing so well, so I will go ahead. And yeah. Are you going to do one right now? I'm going to try. Let's do an anniversary yep. selfie. We should have done that at breakfast this morning. I am not the most. You know what's really funny? Since I have become officially become a novice monk, a novice mm -hmm. Buddhist monk, I've become stupider about technology. <laughs> I think that's the dumbest don't, thing in the world. It doesn't even make sense. Don't become stupider about technology because I'm already stupid and I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a picture of my water not bottle. The water bottle. Let's do okay. us. Hi. Hi. Instagram picture of the day. No, I'm not do that. <laughs> awesome. So now we have an. A selfie. We're putting it on Instagram. Yes. What should we say after this little post? Um, in the middle of recording a podcast, we stopped to take this picture. <laughs> our podcast listeners are annoyed by our silliness. <laughs> All right. Onward ho. Um, speaking of, ins speaking of uh, Instagram nothing. Yeah. Instead, we're going to speak about our uh, sexy truth time. We did sexy. a sexy dare earlier today. Testing out these new microphones, by the way. Hey, Patreon subscribers. Thank you for buying us these fancy new microphones. Got a camera, got a microphone. We're now doing videos all the time. Good stuff. Thank you. We'll get the microphone. The sound is about 80% of where I wanted to get to, but mm. I think you'll agree. Uh, it's way better than it was, and uh, we're going to push it the rest of the way and get it there. Nice. Um, and again, you know, we start off the show thanking our Patreon supporters. Mm -hmm. This is why we say thank you, Patreon supporters. We get to buy some tech. Make Good the podcast better, and um, I'm hoping to make the books audible. So with the sound the equipment, thing, yes. I'm hoping to. to oh, make we the are books audible, we are going to so. create audible somehow. Yep. Whoa, so. this is a crazy truth right here. All right, you're going to ask me first. No, you go first. You, I go I, first. I, I, you, I went first. On you went the, first on the dare. That is and true. I laughed my ass off because yes. I knew because <laughs> you knew I wouldn't win. do it. And I did win. <laughs> I I will sit here in the freaking cold with my pants off, <laughs> but I won't do the dare that we just did Very today. True. So that is that is so dumb. Okay, so Dan, what's the least sexual thing I've done that has gotten you aroused? 
Um, These thinkers are hard sometimes. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to just go off of the first one that comes to my mind. Okay. Is put something super interesting in my lunch. Oh, yeah. So Dawn okay. every day packs my lunch. And one of the rules mm -hmm. that we have, uh, mostly every day she packs my lunch. And one of the rules we have is never tell me what you're going to pack. Mm -hmm. It's for me, it's like Christmas when I get to work. Um, I get to open it up and say, oh, look, it's a surprise. And sometimes Christmas is better than other <laughs> sometimes times. Christmas, sometimes Christmas there for a while was uh, peanut butter with different jelly every day. Yes. <laughs> I tell you, that was a better Christmas than the vegetable soup sometimes, oh, if you ask me. Yes. But, um, but every once in a while, you will hear me say something and then poof, it ends up in my lunch a couple mm. days later mm -hmm. and what i recognize from that is i know that you've gone off and gone to one of those weird stores right because the, the stuff that's been in my lunch lately just doesn't show up in kroger normally right. i guess right now okay no, it's not from kroger so i know that you're off making that extra trip um and sometimes that can actually not just make my little heart pitter patter but sometimes it legitimately turns me on well i'm gonna start sitting under your desk when you open up your lunch <laughs> <laughs> My coworkers would be like, damn, he really likes cookies. <laughs> awesome. That is good to know. Yes. What's yours? Don, mm -hmm. if you had to choose between having sex with one person for the rest of your life or never, never having able to or never being able to have sex with the same person more than once. What would you pick? Wow. Let me read that. If you had to choose between having sex with one person for the rest of your life or having sex with never have sex with the same person again, which would you choose? Wow. Interesting. That is hard because I'm Polly. For one, who would I choose to have sex with for the rest of my life? Right. Or did I only be able to be with you one more time and yep. Big D one more time yep. and everybody else? Is different. Yes. And <laughs> as we have found, you're not necessarily great at picking up guys. I'm not great girls. at picking up guys or girls. But you could pick up, but I, maybe just that's the impetus you need. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a hard one. Yep. So I'd only be able to fuck you one more time yep. and Big D one more time. Yep. Well, we better make the most of it because that's the way you're going. <laughs> that's All the right. way I'm going. You know, I'm Polly. I'm I'm I feel like I'm gonna have more relationships, and that would yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on this one. Yeah. My concern would be, all right, I gotta pick, I can only have sex with you one more, you know, one person for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then two months later, that person gets and this is terrible to say, but gets prostate cancer, for example. Right. And no longer does their oh, penis I could work. hit I could hit menopause. Yeah. And I know the the group of older women that I run, um, probably about 60% of us have hit menopause at this point. And half of them, their sex drive soared out of the ceiling. And the other half, it bottomed out. Mm -hmm. So who knows what's going to happen? That's why I always feel like I'm on a, a clock, right? Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. So because when I hit menopause, it could go... Either way, or stay like it is now, you mm -hmm. know? And we talk about how important sex is to mm -hmm. our relationship and that it's not the key to our relationship. It's not right? the key to our relationship, but I find it important in my life right now. But it does prove that it is, it would prove out to say, look, you got to focus your relationship energy somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. We have a pod, we have an interview coming up on a, a show soon um, Sex for the Sexless. 
-hmm. that's not the exact thing. And that's why it's not on this show. But the idea that how do I re-energize a relationship and and bring sexiness back into a relationship that's missing it. Uh, so we recognize that, you know, a monogamous couple, this is their reality, right? Right. You are either having sex with your partner and you're having sex with your partner for the rest of your life, or right. if they lose interest, you're not having sex anymore. For the and rest of your life. I actually know of a couple of couples like this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I can list two right off the top of my head. They're in different parts of the country. They're monogamous. No, I can list three because they, the, the female halves talk to me, uh-huh. you know, what am I supposed to do? I'm in a monogamous relationship for one, her husband just got older, not interested anymore for two uh, the second one, um, brain tumor mm. affects his pituitary. So yeah. he's not interested in, and hasn't been in decades interested in sex. And the third one just got into a monogamous relationship has no interest in changing that, but their partner hit menopause. Oh. So it's a lesbian couple. The partner hit yeah. menopause and totally right. lost interest. So, uh, like, I can list that right off the bat. So, what do you do? You, neither one's interested in cheating. Mm-hmm. Neither one is interested in bringing up Polly to their partners. Actually, it wow. is just not an option for them. So, what you've been, what you would, I guess, what you would counsel is how do I deal with the fact I'm not going to have sex with? How do you life? deal with? Yeah, neat. So, I mean, two of them are from back home. So, and back home, I mean, Polly's just not done not in the people that i know so it's so funny we started off this show so light and giggly and, oh, and now yeah. it's like man it's like but it's, but it's you know what most of us most of us are going to have to deal with that as we get older you know a, a change a of, change of sexuality a change of drive absolutely. a change a mismatch, and again up, and uh, as you said some people up some people down yeah um and we are very fortunate that you and I have this opportunity of polyamory mm-hmm. that we don't have to cheat as a resort and that we can have opportunities. If one of us ha- loses their sex drive completely, the other person says, oh, well, it's bummer. It's a bummer. What else can we do to keep this relationship going? Right. What else do we have? And I'm, I'm going to go outside tonight. To and the I'm going to go out Saturday my- night. And if you're having a blip with that because you're taking it personally or you're judging yourself or whatever, let's work it out and talk through it. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm glad we have that opportunity. It has gone from a sexy truth to a sexy, Uh, oh my God. Yeah. But you know what? I bet it's people, people are thinking about this as they get older. Absolutely. And younger people are not. And I was, part of me was getting ready to say, but you should be. And now I'm like, no, no, just, (laughs) just, just go with it while you're young. Just go with it. There's nothing to worry about. Don't, Agreed. All, All right, right, let's talk about new subscribers to the newsletter. For example, Vivi Dark Bloom from the Cleveland. Oh, I like that. I might use Dark Bloom as my character name on our next nice. tabletop game. I like that. Uh, Faith from Michigan. And James from New Jersey. New Jersey. I'm out to New Jersey, James. I knew you were going to say it like that. You New live Jersey. in the Haddonfield, New Jersey. You did. So. Um, so oh. So Dawn, <laughs> yes. this is not really a good one at all. It's, it's just pretty much a statement. Okay. You and I lately have been doing uh, reviewing the the Reddit After Dark. Ask me anything After Dark. Where I keep forgetting it's out there. I need to go. People uh, go over to the website Reddit. They go to a subreddit called uh, Ask Me Anything Ask Reddit After, after dark, dark, which is Ask Me Anything Naughty Stuff. And oh, how do I get? And they ask questions. Uh huh. It's not Ask Me Anything. I is it Ask Me Anything? Ask Reddit after dark. Ask Reddit after dark, right? right. Um, and people will say, "Oh, how do I, you know, how do I learn how to make a woman squirt?" Or 
what's the kinkiest thing you've done on a bus or something like that. Uh, Today is not so much that what was something was posted that I want to share. It wasn't anything like that. It was a life pro tip. A life pro tip? Yes. And ask me after dark. Yes. It was instead of asking, ask Reddit after dark if your significant other would like a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Ask your significant other. Yeah, that's <laughs> you would think that's common sense. I would you know what? There's it, no such thing as common sense. Yes. I know. I it's know. challenging to do sometimes. So I, I bet. It, it's not really something we spend a lot of time talking about. But I thought it was sometimes that is the solution. Sometimes mm -hmm. you see these people, they, they'll post, oh, I'm posting from an anonymous account because I want to, you know, I don't I, I don't think my spouse likes the way I bite her nipples and I can't tell if she's really digging it or not. How do I tell? Yeah, yeah. ask. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the most powerful tools that you can share that you can have to be a great lover is not the size and shape of your penis or whether your uh, girly bits get wet or not. It is the ability to look at your spouse and say, do you like it when I punch you in the arm? Like that? Does that turn you on? <laughs> yeah. What about pitching? Oh, God damn. <laughs> but do you like it? I like it. <laughs> See, <laughs> it hurts, but, I like, but it. I like it. There you go. <laughs> so sometimes you can't go by the look on my face. So ask your spouse. Indeed. Don, like did you that. know the Ask Your Spouse podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening? No, don't believe it. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, blah, blah, blah. Tell your friends. Oh, tell your friends. That was my part. Well, you can talk about. Uh, I, oh, no. You hey. get to talk about this. And Chip you've Tickle got one. Guy wins. Yep. He wins 2019. I didn't see us, this one. Uh, you know, it's not your kink. Aww. Chip the tentacle guy sent me, Aww. me, a fruit buffet <laughs> on a naked woman. Nice. Nice. Well, Dolly, our local Dolly, sent me a um, octopus pillar candle holder. So it would go with my octopus bookends, my octopus picture, my octopus centerpiece, my octopus. Yes. <laughs> Family, family comes over and sees all the octopus stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I can get you something." And it's like, "Oh, you guys don't know why I like octopus, yeah. but that's okay." <laughs> and it's not the octopus; it's the tentacles. Yes, the tentacles. So, which ends up being octopuses. Uh, uh, we, could be aliens. So we're about to get into our interview aliens. of the day. Um, we don't have a lot of time to not be interviewing because we have to jump on an airplane to get to Atlanta. We are going to Atlanta on two, um, weeks? two weeks from now. Yep. So two weekends from now. And two weeks wow. after that, we will be in the Phoenix, Arizona. We already have people lined up that want to hang out with us, which Indeed. is awesome. So, and um, Atlanta is going to be awesome because I'm going to be talking to somebody from Kentucky. So I may be down there vending um, soon in Kentucky. And then you're right. So the Southwest Love Fest in Phoenix, we will be out there. And then we'll have a week. And because the following weekend, we're supposed to be in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. So we have a week between Phoenix and Tulsa that there's no reason to fly home, do laundry, fly back out. So we are taking a couple of days off between and driving from one to the other. Yep. So I don't think we've decided if we're motorcycling or driving, but I got a feeling we're driving. Just because of the luggage. I haven't figured out how to strap the suitcase. Yeah, <laughs> or imagine. That'd be fine if we can figure out how to do it. Motorcycling in Arizona. Well, God, what we it? can do is get a hotel room. Yes. Leave our luggage in the hotel room, mm -hmm. rent a motorcycle, and just tool around Arizona for a couple of days. And then rent a car and drive to Tulsa. Or we could get our luggage, uh -huh. ship it to Tulsa. Yeah. And wear pretty much the same clothes for a week as we... Just bring Motorcycle clean underwear. Around. 
I went clean underwear. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> clean underwear and clean socks and those boots. Oh, we could do that. A couple <laughs> pair of underwear, a couple pair of socks and some toiletries. I'm good. It would not be the craziest thing ever. <laughs> I'm sure most bikers don't even have that much. <laughs> I don't think you're like, correct about that. I like a few comforts of home. Yes. So, Dawn, uh, we have a podcast interview tonight with our good friend, D20 Dom. We have... Um, interviewed her a few times and she's presented for us at, at events for us. She has PXS. And we were talking last time I was talking to them. We were talking about what do you want to talk about? And mm -hmm. she mentioned benevolent sexism. And I said, I don't even know what that is. I don't either. So she ran me over to her blog, um, okay. mundane to MS or mundane to miss, if you want to spell it that way. And um, it is about this idea. You, you Well, you've heard the term toxic masculinity, right? No, not really. Then it's, I don't watch the news. If it's <laughs> a news thing, I, I don't know. I have my own little world. Well, it's come out a lot recently, this okay. idea of toxic masculinity. And this is more uh, the idea that there is some challenges in the femdom themes as well. Femdom to femdom, there's this thing called benevolent sexism. And I'm not going to try and explain it too well because she does a fantastic job. Good. I want to listen it. to it. I wasn't there to, for the interview. I wasn't there for the interview. <laughs> I want to <laughs> no, hear it. So gonna... <laughs> I was going to stop there so we could segue right oh, into it. Oh, sorry. Tonight on the podcast, we have back a friend. Dom, and I have uh, recently been poking around at the mundane to MS website, and I'm seeing two words put together that don't normally go together called benevolent sexism. And we decided we're going to talk about that. And what in the heck is benevolent? Well, first off, first off, um, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you back. Thank you for having me. I'm always happy to talk to you guys. So what in the heck is benevolent sexism? It's not two words that go to, together often. No, it's not. And I think it's a topic that a lot of people don't really know much about. I recently wrote about it because to me, at least as a female identifying person, it is something that has been prevalent through my childhood um, all the way to my adulthood in every aspect of my life, whether it's kink it's poly, whether it's vanilla, it's always been there. And the quickest way I can explain it in a nutshell it, is it would be the opposite of toxic masculinity. So it's basically just um, highlighting some of the negative aspects and traits that come with women and female identified people when they tear each other down, so to speak. Um, in the same way that toxic masculinity holds men and, and male identified people to a certain standard. And if they're not doing those things and they're not manly enough, quote unquote, mm -hmm. this is the same thing. It's, it's, it's women and female identified people when they are not doing what women should be doing, then other women sort of break them down for that um, behavior or whatever trait they think they see in that. Okay. So what kind of, what kind of things are women beating up women about? What kind of traits are we talking about? 
Well, everyone has heard that women are catty. I'm sure that that's a phrase that um, no one has escaped. And there is a little bit of truth to that, in my opinion. Um, for me personally, in the kink world and in the poly world, um, I have been kink shamed by other women who think that having more than one partner, let alone three male partners, is not right. Um, I have found that I generally have a hard time making friends with other female dominance or other what I would call alpha females um, whether or not you believe in the alpha beta argument that's not really the issue I'm touching on I'm just touching on more of assertive females um, and just sort of I've had other women's ideas of what a woman should and should not do projected on me heavily that comes from family friends, fellow kinksters, fellow poly people I think a lot of people realize um, don't realize that they're doing this by the words that they say. And you see a lot of it in mainstream reality, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's the, the classic that you want to yeah. marry a virgin, but you want to date a slut sort of thing. Right. And the way that we stereotypify women and male men as well. But it sounds like what you're saying that, that there are some challenges within even, you'd think even a group like Femdom, so mm-hmm. I know that they get a lot of crap uh, in general, just by, you know, being femme doms with uh, male doms wanting to test them and all that kind of jazz, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you would think that at least they would bond with each other. And it sounds like that that may not be happening all the time. Right. And that, you know, that kind of logic is very easy to see, but I think it's a lot harder for people to practice. We have television shows right now, not to knock anyone who watches reality TV, that's my guilty pleasure, but I don't watch things like The Housewives of etc. because these shows are built around women fighting and breaking down other women because they're not living up to their image of whatever they think this woman should be like. And when you do that with femdoms, especially, I always tell everyone, this is a very small swimming pool of real femdoms, in my opinion, who are doing this because they love it, because it's a part of them, because it's something they can't shut off. And when you do that, you turn that swimming pool into a bathtub and it gets even smaller and there's even less people for you to connect with. So what's the counter for that? How do you counter benevolent sexism? How do you, I mean, I mean, we can, you can, you can tell people don't go do that, but what actions can you take? Is there a, or is there anything you could take or is it just the culture we're in? Um, I think for now it's been the cultural norm. It's been the conditioning of society. Um, And I don't think it's any one person's job to fix it on a whole, but I think individually we can absolutely do that. If you see female-led events, you should write the people who are writing those events and let them know, I can't come or I'd love to come. Either way, give them praise. Let them know that you're very excited by what they're doing. I always try to compliment every female-identified person I come in contact with on something that they're wearing, something that they've said, something that Um, I've learned from them and that's to let them know that I appreciate the work that they're doing, even if it's very similar to the work that I'm doing. And the biggest thing I can say is stop gossiping. So much gossiping, I think, is what turns this into a negative. Rather than bonding with fellow females, we often bond and in the process we are talking shit about other females. And so I think the gossiping 
amongst females about other females is probably the key to, to stopping, you know, perpetuate this benevolent sexism. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for talking to me about this today. I got to learn something new. There's something, a lot of areas where I'm like, oh yeah, another one of those classes, but this is something I've not been familiar with before. And it helped me to see past a preconceived notion that I had that there's um, uh, this, this community of, it's really fun when you find the kink community to realize, you know what, it's still just a society of people and they brought mm-hmm. in, you yeah. know, the only thing they have in common is that they're kinky. kinky. We're not all, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I believe that too. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where um, if you do care about your community, if you do care about your place in the community or scene, whether that's poly, whether that's kinky, whether it's just a um, munch, if I know there's lots of people who just go to munches, um, try to be positive and try to be positive to those who share your gender, because I'm sure they get enough crap from everyone else um, that they just don't need another face doing that. And so it's always nice to have a friendly fellow face, especially female and female identified people to sort of stick together. I do believe there's a lot of truth in, in girl power and female empowerment, and that can't happen until other queens can recognize other queens and we can lift each other up and we can share the same kingdom. It's okay. Fantastic. Where can I find more positive words like this from you? You can <laughs> find them on Fat Life. I'm there as D20Dom. You can come to my main site and blog. That's going to be mundane to mistress and as uh, dan said that's going to be mundane t-o-m-s.com i'm also on instagram at d20 dom and i'm pretty much around in most kinky places online so i'm sure you'll find me somewhere fantastic thank you very much thank you